Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number eight of the Spiraling Podcast. I am your host, Jackson Wallace. I got my friend, my buddy, my pal, Jason Holland here with me, but also we have a very special guest that is very near and dear to our hearts. We have the one, the only, Kristen Holland with us. Kristen, how are Hi. you? I'm good. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yo. We, for those of you guys listening, we had some technical difficulties. If the audio sounds a little weird, just know we're doing this for science. Okay, we're trying a different method. I had some problems, but we're, we're still here. All right, we're, we're, everything's still going on. We're, we're fine. Uh, Jason's here with us too. Jason, what's up, man? Hey guys, how are y'all? Hey, you know, we're good. We're living the dream, one day at a time. Oh, yeah. One day at a time, <laughs> doing our thing. Um, guys, thanks so much for, for tuning in, listening to the podcast. Remember, you guys can find us where all podcasts can be heard. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, um, Radio Public, pretty much everywhere. We always and we also upload to YouTube as well. This was just going to be an audio-only podcast. Again, I mentioned we had some technical difficulties. But yeah, I mean, we're just going to jump straight into it. Um, we have uh, Kristen Holland with us. Kristen, of course, uh, wife of Jason, uh, business partner extraordinaire. Um, I mean, what, what, what else do you have to say about her? I mean, she's amazing. Um, but Kristen, I was hoping that maybe you could kind of uh, tell all of us and our listeners, like, who, uh, who are you uh, today? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yes, I can try. I'm okay. typically a shy person. So let's see. Um, I am 34. Uh, I'm the wife to Jason, my lovely husband, and we have two kids together, Jason Jr., who is 10, and our daughter, Bella, who is four. Uh, we're currently all inside this house due to quarantining for this COVID thing, which has been nice. Yeah. Yeah. Spending some family time together. But other than that, um, yeah, I'm just kind of a full-time mom, full-time business owner and, uh, trying to wear as many hats as I can. Yeah. What, what is that like juggling? Cause you said wearing so many hats. What is that like kind of juggling a bunch of different things? You know, your wife, your mother, uh, you, you run different businesses. I mean, how, how is, how is your day to day? Uh, every day is different and yeah. it takes a lot of planning, which I like to do. So that's fine. But, um, a lot of planning and just kind of figuring out what my priorities are for the day can't sure. get everything done, but figuring out what can be done. Right. Um, but it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm a planner. I like to plan in advance. Um, I try my best uh, to go with the flow at certain times, but I mean, I'm the same way. I like, if I can have any control, like, okay, well, we're, we're planning to do X, Y, and Z. I really, really like that. It just kind of helps give me structure to my day and structure to, you know, everything that's going on. Um, so yeah. I, I can connect with you on, on that level for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I, 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 I can vibe with that. Definitely. Um, uh, but I mean, you know, as, as you kind of, uh, I guess, what do you think about this whole, this whole podcast thing? Uh, well, this is brand new to me, so yeah. I'm learning as I'm going. Sure. But I like it. It seems, you know, really interesting, and it's just a cool new way to get your message out and 
listen to others and learn and grow. And that's why we're all here. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. And we, uh, me, me and Jason are getting uh, pretty used to it. We're getting the hang of it. Um, Jason, how are you doing today, man? You doing all right? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, trying to give the stage to my wife on this one. This is her first episode with us, so I'd like to like to just try to stay quiet as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see how long we can we can we, we can make it keep quiet, man. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. So we'll we'll just kind of start right here at the very beginning. Um, uh, so, Kristen, what is your first memory of Jason? <laughs> well, I like to say I have two first memories of Jason. Okay. One of them, well, first one, um, I think it's covered in the book, but yeah, uh, I was 16, walking through uh, Sugarland, down to get my nails done with a girlfriend of mine, and nice. um, saw these two guys running up the sidewalk and I knew Jason's friend and I was like hey what are you guys up to and he's like well my buddy here is trying to get home because his probation officer is at his front door and I was like oh well that's nice (laughs) okay cool (laughs) so didn't see him again after that for about a year um and then so the next time we were I was at a friend's house after school hanging out with some friends and he walked in um with that same mutual friend of ours. And I kind of recognized him. Um, but then my friend had to confirm who he was because he had lost a lot of weight. Um, and so at that time he wasn't running from any probation officers anymore. That's good. (laughs) So we just kind (laughs) of talked and literally that day is when it started. Wow. That that's absolutely crazy. Uh, so you guys started as, uh, as high school sweethearts, right? We did. Yeah. I was a sophomore and he was a junior. Wow. And together ever since. That's crazy. That's crazy. You guys have been through a lot of ups and a lot of downs. And I know that you were, um, uh, as anybody would be, you know, hesitant, right. To kind of make, uh, uh, I mean, we all know, we all know Jason's story here at the podcast and, uh, from the book and, what we're doing with the foundation and i know it can be a bit rough uh revisiting um that part of your life and bringing it out into the light of day um i mean do you have any has any like hesitation or are you really kind of cautious about revisiting um some of those uh darker times with you and jason no i think i've gotten to the point now where I'm so comfortable with the place that he's gotten to right. um, that we're able to use these past memories and these stories to help others. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do. Um, you know, in the past, I've always been very uh, protective of Jason and not right. wanting to have people judge him and things like that. Sure. But like I said, now that we've gotten over the hard parts and uh, he's just a completely different person now and his yeah. faith is stronger in himself. And um, so it's, it's turned into a positive thing. That's excellent. That's awesome. Um, that, that, uh, 
that's good. I, th- I think that just kind of speaks to the the strength of your guys's relationship and um, your strength, you know, um, personally, um, with being able to um, uh, turn everything, turn it all into a positive. And, and I mean, you're absolutely right, Jason. It's a, you know, I, I, you know, was fortunate enough to know Jason on on his come up, if you will. Um, but I, I was, uh, I'm very happy to know you guys now. Um, and so that makes me, that makes me very happy. Um, so you got, you got to tell me, you got to tell me how did, uh, Jason first, uh, approach you? How, how did you become Jason's girlfriend? How did that start? (laughs) I'm curious. So that's, that's funny too. So that same day we were at our friend's house uh, you just hanging out with friends yeah. and earlier that day in school, my boyfriend had broken up with oh, me no. and it wasn't anything serious. It was like, I think we were dating for a couple of weeks. Right, okay. Um, gotcha. But of course at 16, you're devastated. Right. Naturally. And so, you know, him being his little Sneaky little song. Ooh, Jason's uh, sneaky. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Being the consoling, oh, I'm so sorry. He'll cry on my shoulder. Oh, you little devil. <laughs> and, okay. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so, and that, and, you know, part of it, I think in that moment, yeah. you, you saw a part of his heart because that's truly how he is. He yeah. loves to help people. And he loves to just be by their side. Um, but yeah, there was a little bit of teenage boy here. Come cry on my shoulder. I'll take care of you. Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, that, uh, <laughs> that, that That's always good to hear and good to know. Uh, so what, were, what yeah. was early life like with, with Jason? You know, I, you, I imagine at this point, you know, you guys graduated high school, you're together for a little bit. Um, what were kind of those those early year years like? You know, at the time, they seemed so difficult and they were. But I look back and it's, it was just fun. Yeah. Um, because we were young, you know, we had no kids and out of high school and I was going to U of H for college okay. and had a dorm dorm room that I didn't really like, but you know, my boyfriend moved down the street in his own apartment and he had a job and, um, then it just kind of, as we grew up, just kind of turned into more career minded. Uh, we had a goal for, you know, Jason and I wanted to, Ultimately, we decided we wanted to get into the family business that my parents have had. Okay. And we had an opportunity to buy one of their franchises. Um, so that's kind of, it just, a lot of it was work. Yeah. Focused on work and focus on, okay, how are we going to set up our life? Because that's, at the time we didn't, what are our options? Just kind of seeing what we wanted to sure, do. Sure, sure, sure. What was the, the, the family business that, uh, that your parents had? Um, so they started in 2002. They own several surf pro franchises. They do water and fire restoration. Um, and as the years went on for them, they acquired um, up to five or six, I believe. And um, throughout that process, we bought their actually their original. And um, 
Wow. Yeah, just kind of started our career that way and definitely had some ups and downs within the business and it's sure a learning process and you know it's also difficult we were so young you know I was 26 he was 27 when we started wow. the business and um learning how to manage money and manage employees yeah. and customer service kind of all thrown at you uh was a lot but we had failures and we're learning from it still to this day and We've had successes that have blessed our family. So it's it's been a ride. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like absolutely quite a ride. Um, so, so I know Surf Pro is still obviously, I mean, with you, Jason, too, it's still a very big part of your guys' lives. Um, mm-hmm. What is that? I mean, what is that like kind of from your perspective, Kristen, uh, managing Surf Pro? And I know you guys are involved with some other stuff as well. Um, and then, of course, this foundation. What? What is it? What's the average day to day like with uh, as a serve pro franchisee owner? I'm curious. Jason, you want me to answer that or you? Uh, you go ahead and answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's kind. It's again, it's kind of every day is different. Yeah. Um, you know, with this COVID stuff, we're working from home. Uh, kids are at home doing right. school and um, so it's just it's different but you know being an entrepreneur and having the blessing of managing our own business and stuff is very rewarding and we can delegate the time that we want to spend with our children yeah. and with each other and um, so it it has more blessings than negatives. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's yeah. good. I mean, that's what I'm sorry, Jason, go ahead. Yeah. Just, just to add on to it, you know, it, it, every day is different in, in the business because you know, we're a, a true 24 hour um, company. Um, so yeah. there may be times where I get a call at 12, one o'clock in the morning and I have to deal with that for most of the night. And, you know, I may not sleep very much that night, the next day, um, you know, owning the business. And even with my employees, you know, if they're up all night working, I'm going to give them the next day off uh, to rest. Um, and I, I expect that same same latitude as well. You know, if I'm up all night on a job, then the next day I need to have some rest because you can't sure. go, you know, 48 hours Um without without any sleep so you know every every day is different um you know we could be slow and then all of a sudden get five jobs in um right and each one of those jobs are emergencies so it's challenging it's fun um and always keeps you on your toes that's for sure that's what it sounds like so with the with the 24-hour business i i used to work at uh i mean I had a brief little I, it's a brief stint but I was at a, a Waffle House franchise and uh, I had a buddy of mine that, that got me into it and I was in the management program there and I got kind of my first little small taste of what it's like to kind of, uh, I mean, not truly really operate. I was a manager trainee, right? I mean, I wasn't, you know, anything crazy, but I got that uh, experience of, you know, we're running a 24 hour business here with Waffle House and, you know, there are certain things, challenges that come with that and certain rewards that come with that as well. But, 
um, it was definitely very challenging then. And so, I mean, I can only imagine when you're dealing with, you know, uh, I mean, what were we talking about the other day, Jason, uh, water heaters, you know, exploding or hurricanes or, um, you know, even with this, with this COVID stuff, you know, cleaning up after that. So, um, I can only imagine the stress that, that you guys are, are under with that. And so I just think it's a testament to, um, your guys' relationship and you guys just as people just being able to cut, to deal with that on a day-to-day basis while being a parent, while, you know, doing this stuff with the foundation and, um, and be able to keep focused on, on all of that. So, uh, kudos for real. Like that's, that's definitely very impressive. Yeah. The one thing about this business is it's very adaptable, um, to whatever yeah. the market is doing or, uh, you know, like we're going through right now, a pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. That's the one thing I will say, you know, you know, something where this, where you have to close your doors. I can't imagine the stress those people are going through, um, yeah. having to worry about your employees as well as, you know, paying your own family bills and stuff. Right, right, right. That's definitely got to be hard. Uh, definitely troubling, so troubling times, but, uh, Speaking of those, we know that, uh, and we know again, kind of uh, backpedal into Jason's story a bit. We know that there are some uh, troubling times that uh, that you guys have gone through. Some definitely some some tribulations and some trials. Um, uh, and I know we, we talked earlier about uh, revisiting that part, but is there? Is there any part, like kind of, of your life, you know, whether you know it's day to day with Surf Pro, whether it's um, uh, something with Jason, or like you said, you know, the, the, defending him, and um, uh, is there anything that what worries you the most, um, Kristen? Like, just as far is there any breathing or Jason? Um, just, uh, I know that's a broad question. <laughs> I guess when it comes to, to Jason, is there anything that really kind of like that worries you? No, I think he's gotten to such a good and stable place with himself. And I think there was always something he was lacking was self-confidence and recognizing the strength that he has. Um, yeah. And... So now that he's there and I can still see it's a daily work for him, um, sure. but he's committed and, you know, just like everybody should. And I'm probably not as good at it as he is. Um, but yeah, there's not much that, you know, worries me about him. I guess the only thing that would, would be as far as his cancer um, you know, that was sure. definitely um, a, a wrench thrown in the middle of, you know, he was only three months sober at the time. And um, right. our business had the year before gone through a, a financial low. So we were on the recovery of that, which was great. Um but at three months sober, when you're like, okay, you know, God is finally showing us the strength that we have and, you know, our life yeah. is headed back up the hill. Um, and then to get hit over the head with that was pretty hard. So I know he's, you know, being scared to go to the doctor and get checkups and 
things like that. But um, sure, sure. Just keep our faith and talk to God and um, pray that He stays healthy so He can continue to be the man that we love Him. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And I mean, I think, you know, part of that, I mean, do you, I mean, I, I assume you guys, you know, talk to each other about, you know, different worries that you guys might have and or different things that you guys, guys could be feeling. Um, just talking about like, I know that, you know, when we again, kind of take it back <laughs> when we were uh, talking about the book and setting up the book of the foundation uh, back then, you know, about a year or so ago, I know that it was uh uh, everything was fresh with the cancer. Um, it's still very, uh, still very fresh, um, like a fresh wound for you guys. Um, has like over the past year and you know even now has kind of talking about everything, um, you know, in the light of day really has that helped you guys at all? Yeah, I think it's definitely helped. Now that I look back at the entire process, I yeah. think at the beginning when he was starting this it started as, you know, his journey and really kind of his 12th step to sobriety, um, which says, you know, you need to reach down and have the next person. Um, so I was kind of letting him go on that journey that he needed to do. Um, but now looking back, I, you know, I asked myself why I wasn't as active as I thought I would be. You know, because years and years, I just prayed and prayed that Jason get to the spot. Um, But I think, again, looking back, that was maybe subconsciously my way of still trying to heal. Um, Sure. You know, I I reference it to PTSD. I, I feel bad doing that because I know there's a lot of people that go through a lot worse. But after basically having 17 years of trying to get my husband sober and, um, you know, running a business and raising the kids. Um, I used to blame it on time, but I think subconsciously it was me pulling away because it was too fresh. Um, and you know, I think there's a real issue that, you know, a lot of spouses need help with as far as, how do you heal from your own pain and um, still continue to support your loved one? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you definitely went through a lot. I mean, you know, like I said back before, you know, all juggling everything, and yeah, it's, it's definitely hard, and it, it, it's it's uh, and it can be very traumatic. So I understand, you know, having to uh, need some time to heal and just kind of and process everything because like you said you know 17 years of uh uh, battling with sobriety with jason and you know raising the kids and running a business and 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 starting so young with with something so so new um that's uh yeah that's definitely a lot so i mean like i said before you know props and kudos to you for being able to handle it i think Again, just a testament to, to your individual strength and, and Jason's as well. So, um, um, well, thank you. It took a, a lot of prayer, and we have an amazing family that supports us, which is awesome. Um, but a lot of prayer and a lot of God's help. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. 
Uh, speaking speaking of that, that actually perfect segues. But good good job. That segues right to my next question. I love it when it yeah. ha- this happens like this. Uh, how much has and maybe Jason, maybe you can weigh in on this too a little bit. But how much has your faith kind of sustained you guys during all of those trials and tribulations? How much has that been a factor? Um, during his sobriety. I don't think I relied on it as much as I could have um, just to keep my own mental health up. But because at the time you're just focused on the actions, what, what do I need to do to get him help? Um, Throughout the cancer diagnosis, I mean, that rocked our world. And one thing that amazed me and just, I admired about Jason is the day he got out of the hospital um, he was completely at peace and we had, didn't even have, you know, a stage of cancer yet diagnosis. Um, yeah. but he was so positive and at beat and at peace. Um, and that kind of freaked me out because I was like, wait, are you like ready to go? <laughs> right. Yeah. You're um, freaking me out here, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but during that time, you know, when he was on chemo and, um, you know, I'd put him to bed, make sure he's comfortable and the kids were in bed. I would go out on the back porch by myself at night and just cry and pray because oh, that's man. all I could do. Um, but I think that helped a lot too. You know, I, I would, there was a point I had some anger and I had to work through that with myself and my relationship with God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just talking and getting those emotions out. I think he was able to give me some peace with it too. That's good. That's good. Jason, what, what about you? How, how much has faith kind of uh, helped you through throughout this whole process? Um, you know, I, I've always been a spiritual person. Um, but as Kristen said, that, uh, that day that I came home from the hospital, um, you know, I had just, just been through some traumatic experiences um, yeah. with the su- surgery, and um, I was—I don't remember a whole lot of being in the hospital. Um, okay. They—they they had me um, on so much pain medicine um, from the time that I was admitted to the hospital until the time I left the hospital that yeah all all I remember is is praying during that time and Kristen said that when I got I was at peace and I really was at peace um you know I had had several conversations with God you know that um you know if it was my time then it's my time but um, I'm fighting. Fight. Absolutely. And that's when, you know, the, the, the real sobriety question kicked in for me was I now have cancer, and I believe the cancer is was caused by all of the drugs and alcohol that I put into my system. And yeah, I knew the battle that was coming was not going to be an easy one. And 
probably going to be the hardest thing I had to do in my life. And if I could get through that, I can get through anything. And I told myself, you know, going back to the AA meetings, you know, take it one day at a time. It's minute by minute. It's hour by hour, day by day. So every day when I woke up, I would tell I'm not going to have a drink today or I'm not going to put any drugs in my body today. And that's what kept me going every day. And there's there were some days that I couldn't get out of bed and I was so weak and, you know, just uh, the, the chemotherapy does a number on your body and it, it felt like I was on fire from the inside out. So I was living in hell and I knew that I didn't want to continue to live in hell, that I had to fight to get out of hell. And that's what going. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to follow up Jason's comment is, and I agree with him. I completely think what he was putting inside his body had a huge factor on developing cancer inside of him. But I also think the cancer diagnosis drove home his sobriety. Interesting. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. No, that it does. Like it's you know it's time to uh, time to heal. You know, like it's it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of as as weird as that sounds. You know, time time to heal. Time to um, to get right right through living through something as severe as cancer um i I see where you're going with that i that's interesting it's very interesting to me yeah and there's a lot of people that you know while they're on chemo and the doctors were even prescribing you know opioids to jason for pain control and things like that and thankfully he was so aware of it and i was extra hyper aware of it, just watching for warning signs that, you know, he was able to tell his doctor, look, I know this is helping with the pain, but I'm also a recovering addict and there needs to be other solutions because I don't want to go down that road again. Right. Just kind of having that awareness. I don't want to put myself, you know, in that, in that spot. Right. The, The mental fortitude required to do that, you know, uh, and the willpower, it's remarkable. Remarkable for sure. Yeah, so I, I, w- I was doing everything from acupuncture to um, different yoga exercises. I, I was doing anything and everything in my power not to take the pain medicine. Um, but I was in so much pain, I had to find relief yeah. somehow. Um the, the, the chemotherapy is painful. Um, it it feels like you are constantly on like your worst day of the flu. Your bones ache. Um, everything just hurts. And yeah. you, you can't live that way. You can't you can't function that way over a you know long period of time. So you you got to find other ways to cope with it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so, Chris, I have another question is, uh, you know, we're talking about addiction. If you met another addict's spouse, uh, what would you say to uh, encourage them? 
Oh gosh. Um, well, first I give him a big hug because yeah. it's a very difficult and scary place to be. And you feel very alone um, and ashamed, not ashamed for yourself, but at least for me, I was, I didn't want other people to judge my husband. Right. Um, so I protected, I tried to protect a lot of that. Um, but I would tell them, you know, reach out and go see a therapist. Um, you know, we had the help of an awesome therapist that Jason still talks to and I still talk yeah. to, but at the time he told me, um, right before we were doing one of Jason's interventions, uh, he said, you know, if you want this to be the time that he gets sober, you need to set your boundaries and be prepared to live with them. Um, and that was a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Wow. But that's ultimately what I think pushed Jason towards sobriety is I had to set up my own healthy boundaries of what I was going to allow myself to be around, what I was going to allow my children to be around. And when Jason wasn't okay with that, he had to leave. And I had to be strong enough to enforce that. And that was kind of my problem in the past is, you know, I, I can see he's upset and I can see he's struggling. So I want to be there for him. Right. But that wasn't the best thing for him. I needed to let him go. I needed to let him hit rock bottom. Um, so he could come back to us. And I think that's the number one thing is set boundaries and prepare yourself to live with those boundaries. Yeah, prepare, prepare, excuse me, prepare yourself to follow through with that. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, uh, yeah, I, I, I completely, I completely get that. Um, uh, and I, and I, and I feel that, um, uh, moving on a little bit is uh and, and again if you're not comfortable to talk about this please tell me to you know uh hesh up that's perfectly fine with me <laughs> but um uh would you mind telling me about the uh the nightmare that you had a, a couple months ago or telling us yeah so you know as time goes on i feel like i can't remember my dreams as well but i do every once in a while have somewhat the same nightmare of, you know, Jason's out drinking or partying. And um, I don't recall exactly the events of the dream, right. but it's just very, I could look at Jason for five seconds and tell if he was either drunk or high or whatever. Yeah. And so his face changed to me and I haven't seen that face in such a long time. So when that comes back in nightmares, it's, you know, a jolt of, Oh my gosh, this could still be my reality. Yeah. But it also, when I wake up, it allows me to look at him and just be so thankful and so proud of him. Yeah. yeah, but yeah you definitely. do get angry. You do get angry when you wake up from those dreams. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> gets, gets angry. What, what, what do you mean, Jason? What do you mean? Yeah, what are you talking about? 
well, you're angry with me for like an hour, and then <laughs> <laughs> it takes. Well, it's still kind of wakening up to realize, okay, that really didn't happen. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe you put me through that in that dream, Jason. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I can't believe that's that. That's crazy. Um, anyway, so uh, turning our conversation to something a little more positive, a little more, a little more happy. Yeah. Uh, talk about that that twelve step to recovery uh, and 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 Jason's uh, and the foundation. Um, so is uh, you know we've definitely been through quite a quite a, a long process with setting that up and getting that going. But um, what is there a part of or what excites you the most about? the foundation and and what that means can, can i say something um, hold on on the 12th step um you know anybody that knows me well knows that anything i do i have to do it with a bang right. so with the 12th step for me that's very true so <laughs> it, it was like you know i i i had the conversation with chris and um you know, a few weeks uh, before I was diagnosed with cancer that I told her that I wanted to write a book. And yeah. I had mentioned to her that, you know, th- this, this could be my full step, you know, instead of just reaching down and helping one person to help. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I, I, I come in with with everything that I do. I like to, and that's yeah. that's kind of what I want to do with my twelfth step. Is you know, instead of just helping a handful of people, I want to help thousands of people. Yeah, that's quite a bang, Jason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's very true, Jason. Anything Jason does is extravagant, or you know, but I think that. That shows what kind of person is. He's very passionate. Once he gets his mindset on something, he's very passionate about it. Um, for sure. But for me, it's been a wonderful thing to watch him go through. I know he needed that for his own self-healing and his 12th step. Um, as far as relating to my role in it, I feel like I'm learning new possibilities that could happen every single day. Um, You know, it starts off as this small thing. I want to write a book, but then when you start talking to people and they want him to come speak at prisons and speak in front of churches and um, do podcasts and do these things that at the beginning we didn't even think about. Um, But each of these actions make an impact on different people. Um, I think that's really neat to see and I'm very excited I would love some sort of role or um, responsibility to be able to work with the spouses or family members of either addicts or people that you know their loved ones have had cancer yeah. um, you know really anything yeah, that would be absolutely great that was actually my follow-up question was do you have any personal goals yourself for uh, for the foundation Um and so that's uh, that's great to hear. Um, and I know that it could, uh, you know, it's a it's this never changing thing, right? You know, new possibilities every single day. Um, but what was kind of 
setting up the well, the process of setting up the foundation was a long one. Um, what was that process like from your perspective? Like watching Jason, watching Jason kind of, and, and helping him in a lot of areas as well, but watching him kind of set this up. Um, at, you know, the very beginning, I don't think I fully understood right. it. Um, but, you know, as we had our first couple board meetings and meeting with you and Curtis and um, so many people that have told us this is a really good idea that can help a lot of people. Um, it's been very inspiring to continue going and inspiring for me to get more involved and walk through this journey with Jason side by side and not just supporting him. I, you know, I want, I'm obviously there to support him, but I think there's an, also an opportunity um, for people that I could help as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the, the book is a key part of that um, as well. And uh, uh, are you guys excited for, for the book? Um, uh, I know we're, we're, we're getting closer and closer. I know we haven't announced anything yet. Um, but, uh, was the, was the process of kind of writing the book, uh, uh, exciting for you guys? Like, was it, was it, was it really cool? Was it at times a little bit hard or what was it, what was it like from your perspective, Kristen? Um, well, I've never done anything like that yeah. before and I'm so in like my routine mode, like work, kids, family, like that's what all my life consisted sure. of. So you to be um, purposely have to pull aside time to do that um, was a struggle at first. But as we were going through it together, you know, there were so many times as we were writing these chapters and he was telling me stories, we were just laughing. Um, yeah. but, you know, a lot of it is fun memories that we went through and, you know, especially talking about you know, us in high school and, uh, you know, walking through the park and just different things. There was exciting parts. And I don't think the hard parts were as difficult as I thought they would be. They were more therapeutic. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally can't wait to to get my hands on the, the full fledged copy when it's when it's all out and ready. Um, hopefully uh, here in the not too distant future, me and Jason will have some teasers for you guys or something. Um <laughs> But yeah. uh, it, we're, we're getting closer and closer, Jason. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I, I'll throw a little teaser out. I think um, I think based off of our meeting today, um, we'll probably have the book released in the next two to three months. <laughs> you guys heard it here first on the yeah. Spiraling Podcast. Yeah, uh, the book. Hopefully, is, within the next two to three months, get it released. The book is done. It, it's it's written yeah it, the editor now um and you know barring any any big changes that the the editor wants to make um you know i i, I think we're coming up very very quickly on it so yeah man super exciting can't wait for that it's, it's going to be a good time um and uh, it's been great uh, kind of talking to, to both of you guys. Thank you for, for, for giving us, you know, me, us the listeners and, 
and me, your guys' time, you know, the, this morning. Uh, I know me and Jason got a meeting. We got to get to hearing about it in just a little bit. But uh, uh, before we kind of close this out, uh, Kristen, do you have – is there – the last little message here. Is there a message that you would like our listeners to hear? You know, it could be about anything you want, you know, um, on any spectrum. Is there just uh, any final or closing words that you have? Um, I guess just listen to yourself, listen to your heart. Um, sometimes you have to listen to the logic in your head over your heart, but, you know, pray to God, leave, leave your worries and concerns at the foot of the cross. Um, that has some sort of healing power, at least lets you get through the night to sleep. Um, but yeah, just use God as your, your, vessel to get through these difficult times and um he'll guide you in the right way and um just be open and communicate and um if there's any instance where you feel man i could really use the help to talk to somebody reach out and do it because that's the most helpful i couldn't have said it better myself um jason do you have any anything any closing comments you want to say after Uh, following that up yeah, I mean, uh, and anything that uh, that we can do to help uh, the community, um, you know, we, we have uh, spiralingministries.org uh, and uh, go, go on there, fill out the uh, contact us page and we'll be getting back to you uh, quickly uh, and we'll we'll do whatever we can to help out. Um, you know, through the foundation, one of the things that uh, I uh, feel strongly and 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 want to help others with is providing counseling services um, to uh, people that are in need. Um, so that's uh, yeah. that's where we get our 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 money. Um, all of our our donations um, go to helping other people with those issues. Absolutely. We'll have a link to the to the uh, website down in the description below, guys, both on the audio format and in the YouTube video. Uh, so be sure to give, give that a click. Uh, go on there, fill out that contact form. Tell us how we can help you. We'll do our best to get back to you and and, and help you out. We'll get back to you fairly quickly. Uh, again, that's spiralingministries.org. Just give us a shout on there. Uh, guys, just a reminder, we're available where all, all, all podcasts can be heard, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, Radio Public, and, uh, and YouTube as well. So uh, be sure to like, comment, uh, subscribe on all those platforms. Give us a rating. That really would help us out. Um, uh, leave some comments. That would be amazing. Uh, got, uh, Kristen, Jason, again, thank you guys for your time. Uh, guys, thank you out there for listening. I know we had some technical difficulties today. We're trying to something a little bit different. Let us know how the quality was. If it sounds good, if there's some things we need to change or tweak, um, try something a bit different this episode. But, uh, I mean, that's it from all of us. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks. Bye. Bye.